Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and this, my friends, would be our number two of the show as uh, the fourth vote to decide who the Speaker of the House is going to be uh, is going on right now in Congress. Kevin McCarthy still doesn't appear to have the 218 votes necessary to become the Speaker of the House, which to me says that uh, the Republican Party has been changed dramatically. We are seeing, this has happened the first time, the first time in 100 years we have seen something like this happen, and I think it's about time. It's about time. The last speaker election to go beyond the first ballot was 1923, when members took nine times to name Frederick Gillette, a Republican from Massachusetts, to the position. The all-time record for duration of speaker vote was in the mid-1850s when lawmakers took almost two months and 133 ballots before picking Nathaniel Banks, also of Massachusetts. I love the fact that uh, the people who are voting against McCarthy or at least demanding that McCarthy uh, listen to the will of the American people, that they're being labeled the uh, the Taliban 20. I think this is just spectacular. These are things that, you know, like when uh, when uh, Joe Biden called uh, me and you uh, MAGA fascists, you know, there's a point where you just got to embrace it. You just say, yeah, OK, I guess that's what I am. I, I'm perfectly down with that. Whatever you want to call me. Awesome. I love it. I embrace every name that you use against me. I will hug it. I will name it, George. I love it. Andy Biggs, uh, Byron Donalds, love him, Matt Gates, Paul Gosar, Andy Harris. All of these are the Taliban 20. <laughs> I love this. Chip Roy, love Chip Roy. Here's that Chip Roy talking about what uh, what being the Speaker of the House and, and what spending spending bills through Congress is all about right now. It is basically uh, nobody has any say. You don't have any say. Once, that, once you're elected to Congress, you are only responsible to the party. That's what's been happening in Washington, D.C. for 100 years minimum with the Republican Party and forever with the Democrat Party. You move to Washington, D.C., you spend your entire life uh, telling us how to live ours, and you become a board member on a $5 trillion company passing out money to whoever you want. No responsibility whatsoever to the people who voted to put your ass in office in the first place. Here is Chip Roy. The Rules Committee sits up there and passes a bill, sends it to the floor, and we have no debate on the floor of this body. We haven't been able to offer an amendment on the floor of this body since May of 2016. The former leader and I have discussed this right here. It's the old take it or leave it philosophy. That's true. But the fact is, this place has to change. It has to change. And that's what people are saying. And the change comes by either adopting rules and procedures that will make us actually do our job. Yes. Or it comes from leadership. And people ask me, what do you want? I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American. Boom, boom, boom. Listen to it again. People ask me, what do you want? 
I want the tools or I want the leadership to stop the swamp from running over the average American every single day. And I, I saw a statistic last year that, that real wages for Americans, the real standard of living increase for the American people has not happened since 1970. My dad died in 1994. He, when he retired, was probably making about 35K. Uh, that was about 55-ish, maybe 50-ish now. That was the entire family. We lived on that. Took him 40 years to get there. My father, we made enough to get by. Uh, we supported our family. We raised everything ourselves. But if my father were alive today, our standard of living would essentially be the same. The average American's standard of living living has, made, has been made uh, the same essentially since 1970. But I would venture to say the last two years have made it a lot worse. That's why we're hearing things like people aren't able to afford Walmart anymore and they're having to go to Dollar General. Or they are downloading apps on their phone that show where they can buy food that's about to expire because it's cheaper that way. So Washington, D.C. has not only uh, maintained a low standard for the American people while elevating its own standard in Washington, D.C., the last couple of years have precipitated this in an even worse fashion for the American people. And you can feel it, and I can feel it. Here is uh, more with uh, Chip Roy. And this is another thing. This is another thing. Do you have unsustainable debt in your life do you suppose that you can just write that off and you can keep living and living and living without bankrupting yourself and ruining your life no you don't but washington dc can rack up 31 trillion dollars worth of debt coming up from six trillion dollars i believe right as barack obama took office the very first time to 31 trillion dollars okay that is real quick are you ready for this Imagine a million dollars. Oh, my God, what you could do with a million dollars. If you had a million dollars in your retirement account, you could last for years on that. You could live high on the hog. Man, if you had a million dollars, you could scrape and save your entire life, be lucky to get a couple hundred Gs in the bank by the time you retire. But a million dollars would do it. Now, take that million dollars, multiply it by a thousand, you got a billion. Ooh, a thousand million dollars, man, that is pretty big. That's a billion dollars. Well, how about you take a thousand billion that's a trillion. So a million dollars is a lot of money. Thousand million is a billion. Thousand billion is a trillion. Unimaginable. Unimaginable debt. And we're under it now. And it's going to wreck us. And it's about damn time they started listening to us in Washington, D.C. Here is Chip Roy talking about spending money we don't have. I'm going to sit here until we figure out how to stop spending money we don't have. I don't want any more empty promises. I don't want any more, oh, don't worry, trust us, we'll do it. I want to know that we're going to be able to exercise our rights as a member of this body to stand up for the American people and actually fix this country. And it's not going to happen when we use our men and women in uniform and defense and wrap ourselves around that and then spend more money that we don't have, weakening that defense, weakening our country in the process. Yeah, we're just sick of the crap, to be quite honest. And then there are rhinos like uh, this guy. I mean, I had great hopes for Dan Crenshaw. I mean, he's a war hero. Uh, I, I just kind of figured he was going to uh, he was going to represent the American people. Became all sorts of swampy as soon as he got there. As soon as he got there, he was unmasked as a true rhino swamp dweller. This handful of members is um, uh, very clearly looking for notoriety over principle. 
That's what it is. It's and notoriety over principle. No, it's not. Anyone who suggests differently is um, in, in some kind of make-believe fantasy reality. It's not, it's not true. <laughs> we lost those debates. That should have been the end of it because that's how a team works, right? You can hash this stuff out, you figure it out, and then you move on. But if you're a narcissist, if you're a narcissist and you believe that your opinion is so much more important than everyone else's... So he's, he's making it sound like the only reason the 20 people who are voting against Kevin McCarthy is because they're narcissists. That is just spectacular. That, I mean, that is just absolutely uh, so ungodly dismissive and insulting, to be quite honest. No, those 20 people are the ones who are listening to their constituents, and they are conveying to Washington, D.C. that they're tired of the same old, same old. Let's go to uh, Raul in uh, Davenport, uh, California. Oh, Raul, Raul, sorry about that. Raul, welcome to the show, man. What's going on? Hey, Rob, listen, I want to tell you something, brother. Um, there's no way in heck that the American people are ever going to support these country club, gray-haired, slick guys anymore. They're sick of the swamp. They've seen the writing on the wall. Donald Trump lifted up. He lifted the curtain and showed that there are do-nothing Republicans. And I'm so glad they're standing up to this guy, and I hope they continue to. I don't care how long it takes you know, who and how it looks, because once he's in there, we'll get another McConnell in there who you know, did nothing for the American people. He was another swamp dweller. We've got to change the system the way it is is not working. And I'll tell you, Rob, quite honestly— the Republicans can never win again with that image. People, yeah. people don't want another Ronald Reagan. I'm sorry, it's 1970. It's not 1972 anymore. They don't want him. Um, you know, they people have moved on, and that country club Republicans, uh, good old boys that do nothing and leave the borders wide open. We don't need them. We don't want them. We need new blood. Raul, um, you know what? Here's I'll I'll disagree with you on that. Uh, Ronald Reagan was the antithesis for the country club Republican, but he didn't sweep them all out of power. Uh, uh, Ronald Reagan was not a country club Republican. He was he was more a man of the people uh, than we had seen in a very long time. So I'll I'll disagree with you on that. However, was he able to cure Washington, D.C. of uh, of, you know, the uh, the the swamp? No, he wasn't. But Donald Trump came in and picked up where Ronald Reagan has left off. Donald Trump came into office. And the amazing thing he did, Raul, is uh, what we asked him to do. Isn't that amazing? He, he moved to yeah, Washington, D.C., and he, he did what he said he was going to do, and he upset the apple cart, and look what they did to him. Look what they did to him. I want you to look at the, what the establishment did, what the media did, what the FBI did, what the DHS did, what the Justice Department did. Everything did to Donald Trump, and the only reason they did, it wasn't because Donald Trump was corrupt. Otherwise, they would have found the corruption by now. It was because they wanted to take him down because they knew he was going to change Washington, D.C. forever, and right now we are seeing the the seeds of that because Donald Trump changed the GOP that's why for the first time in 100 years we didn't just rubber stamp a speaker of the house I think it's glorious I think it's absolutely wonderful and the more that you hear the caterwauling from the left and and the left thinking that we are embarrassing ourselves the more you have to realize that we are spot on in our rejection of just rubber stamping Kevin McCarthy as speaker go ahead buddy thanks for clarifying that for me that makes a lot of sense and I think you know, what I loved about Donald Trump is he looked at the American people and he said, I'm here for you. I'm not here for the swamp. I'm not here for a career choice. I'm not here to get rich like uh, Pelosi and those guys and, and Clinton. 
the Clinton cartel. Now he said, "I'm here. I'm here for the American people. I'm here to say." Did you ever hear that story, Rob? It's a great story where Donald Trump is driving through New York City. He's in the limo, and he drives by a corner, and there's a fight on the corner. And a guy's got a baseball bat. He's pounding away at some poor slump. And Trump says, pull over. And the driver says, I can't. I can't, sir. I can't. Trump says, pull the car over. And he jumps out, and he runs over, and he gets he stops the fight. That's wow, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know that. But thank you for the call. I do appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, Donald Trump changed the GOP forever. Um, and and you can attack those who have an allegiance to Donald Trump as being some sort of uh, sycophantic with regard to Donald Trump. It's not about Donald Trump. I said this before. I don't have anything in common with Donald Trump. I'm a farm boy from Iowa. I grew up in, you know, I, we didn't know we were poor. I didn't even know I was poor until a couple of years ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I guess we kind of were. Nothing in common with this playboy from New York City. Not one damn thing. But I'm going to tell you, he made me a believer. And you know how he did it? He did it with his actions. And the more that he succeeded and the more he did what I wanted him to do and what the American people expected of him, the more the swamp went after him. And then my support was even buoyed further. And you know what? My belief about Donald Trump are the same that they were before the midterms. Right before the midterms, 25,000 people showed up in Pennsylvania to see Donald Trump. Guess what? If he held that same rally, 25,000 people would show up. Despite what the mainstream media is saying about Donald Trump being left behind, I'm going to share some, some just dripping with arrogance audio from Joe Scarborough, dear God in heaven, and James Carville, who predicted right before uh, uh, Barack Obama lost both houses of Congress that Democrats would be in charge for 40 years. I got audio coming up on the other side of this break. This is The Rob Carson Show. FBI, DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. A little Ram Jam for you. <laughs> I am loving what's happening right now in the GOP in Washington, D.C. I am loving the fact that 20 patriots are saying no to Kevin McCarthy unless they get concessions uh, from the American people. It's not about narcissism. It's not about uh, you know, whoever being a narcissist. It's so absurd to just claim it's about narcissism. Dear God in heaven, if that were the case, uh, then you know most of Congress would be guilty of it. Dear God, are you kidding me? I think we need a little uh, musical interlude. For those of you who are just joining for the very first time, and many of you are, by the way, uh, the show is growing uh, by leaps and bounds. We just signed on three new stations yesterday. The Pulse of New Hampshire, WT in 98.1 FM and AM 1270 in Portsmouth, Dover, Rochester. A WTPL 1077 Manchester in Concord and WEMJ 1073 FM and AM 1390, the Lakes region. One of the things we do here is uh, we used humor to make a point. And one of the uh, main points I like to say is uh, don't catch the stupid, all right? There's a whole lot of stupid out there. And if you just use common sense and reason and life experience, you'll get past it. Seriously. Arizona and Corona. All the lies about them they've been telling you. Pretty much. How did they win it? The freaking Senate. You're a denier. When the votes that they received were very few. COVID didn't come from Wilhelm. Don't catch the stupid. Don't buy their BS. The climate change is real. Inflation's not. 
Don't catch the stupid. Don't believe them. Because distraction and diversion's all they got. Pretty we much. all know that Hurricane Ian was the result of global warming. Russian collusion led to confusion. January 6th is a smokescreen. The new Green Deal is a disguise deal. Like their mandate forcing you to take vaccine. Don't catch the stupid. You just can't do it. That in women's sports, men should compete. Uh, no. They're teaching sex ed in kindergarten. Mm-mm. Their destructive policies we must defeat. Like wear a mask. Don't wear a mask. Statues have fallen. <laughs> it's so appalling <laughs> to ignore Hunter's laptop and his theft. What laptop? Don't catch the stupid. Reject their nonsense. Don't catch the stupid. Reject their nonsense. Everything is stupid on the now there are some people in the Republican Party who are concerned that we're embarrassing ourselves. You're embarrassing yourselves by going to a second vote on Kevin McCarthy instead of just rubber stamping him. You know what? Who gives a rat's behind what the mainstream media thinks about what's happening in the Republican Party? All they do is exist to ridicule. All they do is exist to put down. So if they're doing it now, you know you're doing the right thing. Here is uh, Joe Scarborough, who sold his soul for a piece of, for, I'm well, maybe a new contract at MSNBC. This guy used to fill in for Rush Limbaugh. I remember this because, you know, I worked with Rush for a long, long time. He used to fill in. What an insult. Dear God in heaven. Uh, here is uh, Joe Scarborough dripping with insincerity and elitism, introducing James Carville to talk about the fact that Donald Trump is the reason why Kevin McCarthy went to round number two, round number three, and is in round number four, because Donald Trump changed the party. But here is the, uh, the uh, J- Jim, Joe Scarborough sitting next to his inflatable wife talking to a guy who is perennially wrong uh, forever, James Carville, about Donald Trump. James, if Donald Trump just came out and, and gave an endorsement on Truth Social uh, for, for Kevin McCarthy, and a lot of uh, the people, the insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks are uh, Donald Trump's biggest supporters. Oh, oh, hold on, hold on. Listen to this. This is fantastic. When James or, or Joe Scarborough says this about you, you know you're right. Listen to what he just called us. For Kevin McCarthy. And a lot of uh, the people, the insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks. Are- we are insurrectionists, weirdos, and freaks. I love it. I love the fact that he considers me to be an insurrectionist, a a weirdo, and a freak. That is spectacular. I will, again, I will embrace those titles. I will name them George. Keep them coming. Donald Trump's biggest supporters. Uh, Do you think that maybe they... they God, I love you freaks. ...work something out and... uh, and, and McCarthy may get the votes today, or do you think that these most extreme members are going to be willing to buck Donald Trump today? Uh, Joe, I'm saying, I never thought I'd say this. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump does. He's a gone pecan. He's a gone pecan. That's the best he could do. James Carville, the guy who literally wrote a book about how Democrats would be in party for in, in charge for 40 years, about six months before uh, Democrats lost both houses of Congress. So I'd say this. It doesn't matter what Donald Trump does. He's a gone pecan. Okay? That, that, that's yeah, but you're a nut. I part of the world means he's done. Fuck it. Right? Yeah, you know what? If Donald Trump was done, we wouldn't be going through what we're going through right now in Congress with regard to uh, Kevin McCarthy's speakership. All right, a little bit more on this, and we've got a lot of other stuff to get to, including the latest edition of the Twitter Files. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. 
will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah, right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. So a fourth round of voting to see who the Speaker of the House would be uh, does not declare Kevin McCarthy the winner. But the votes went from Jim Jordan to uh, to Byron Donalds, who's a, uh, a freshman congressman, quite an impressive gentleman, uh, who is um, uh, just very impactful. I remember I, I did an interview with him uh, when he first got elected. He was very demure, uh, certainly not. I mean, he went v- from zero to party leadership and thought leadership in the party pretty quickly for being a a young guy like he is. Very impressive individual. I'd love to get him on the show again sometime. So a lot of people now voting for uh, Byron Donalds. This, as I said earlier, this is historical. It took 100 years for the Republican Party to get here. It took 100 years... For us to go past the rubber stamping of a Speaker of the House because, you know, he's there. That's pretty cool. This is essentially the first public colonoscopy we've seen since Katie Couric. But the thing about it is, normally when a colonoscopy happens, you got to clean out the crap first. But uh, they haven't done that in D.C. yet. Yeah, they haven't done it. Uh, let's go to a Jim in Pacific Grove, California, Ben Holden. Jim, I, I appreciate you holding. What are your thoughts today, man? Well, uh, in order to get the speaker job, um, McCarthy's going to have to cave to us, majority common sense right. And given that, uh, wouldn't it make sense for the Democrats to switch their votes to McCarthy? Can you imagine what kind of turmoil and uh, distrust that would create in the Republican Party? Because he's gonna, probably going to get it anyway. This way they can stop him from having to cave to the right. Well, I I kind of understand your training of thought, but the Democrat Party wouldn't do that. I I, I don't believe. Um, they, they would if they were smart, but no one said they're smart, right? Well, exactly, exactly. I, I understand where you're coming from, Jim. Um, mm, what do you think about that idea? I, I don't. No, I don't. I don't think they'd do it. I, I don't think they. I, I don't think they would. Uh, they would do it. I, I think that McCarthy is going to have to be. Uh, uh, he's going to have to adhere to uh, constitutional principles and conservative principles if he's going to succeed. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, one of the tenets of his new uh, uh, speakership would be that he could be removed from office. And I think that's uh, that's kind of a big deal. I am not completely. I'm not capitulated to Kevin McCarthy. I'm looking at all sorts of possibilities. However, I just love the fact that it took 100 years to get here, and we're finally witnessing this, Jim. I mean, you should feel feel very, very happy about this. I mean, Harry Carey had his entire broadcast career, never saw the Cubs win a World Series. But you know what? Right now, you live to see this. It's 100 years since we held Washington, D.C. accountable after we sent them to Washington, D.C. to do the public's business. So I think it's wonderful, Jim. Me too. This is true democracy in action. 
It is a representative republic, my brother, and that's the way it should be. And I love, 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 and I hope to hell this is embarrasses embarrasses the you know what out of uh, out of Kevin McCarthy. I also hope he realizes how tenuous his uh, position is, and how the American people are the ones who are ultimately going to decide whether he uh, continues to uh, to climb the ladder in Washington D.C. or not. I think it's wonderful. Let's go to uh, Patty in uh, Pilesville, Maryland. Hello, Patty. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's going on? Hey, Rob. Thanks for taking my call. I, I want to talk about the conversations that our congressman, my congressman, Andy Harris, had today with uh, one of the hosts on WCBM. Um, and what one of the sticking points is, it's the number of conservatives that um, need to be appointed to the Appropriations Committee. Um, that is one of the reasons that um, these 20 are not budging. They demand more conservatives on that uh, committee, which is an important committee because that's where all the spending gets generated um, there in the House that goes to the Senate. And if we're going to keep spending under control, then we need more conservative voices on that committee. Congressman Harris said that that's one of their demands, and they're not going to cave to that because that omnibus bill, that trillion, one point whatever trillion dollars, that's never going to happen again. The conservatives are demanding voices on that committee. And well, you, you know what, Patty, i got to tell you, you've got to be buoyed by the fact that a, a representative from Maryland would uh, would actually stand up for uh, the principles, conservative principles that, that guide you and me. Uh, that's pretty impressive that Andy Harris would do that. Yeah, Andy Harris is a true conservative, yeah. and we love him as our congressman, and, and they can try to primary him all they want. And guess what? The first congressional district of Maryland is going to always vote for Andy because he does what we want him to do. Now, Patty, what, what are you uh, leaning toward with regard to the speaker position? Um, I see on the call screening list it says, no to McCarthy. Um, I'm not a McCarthy fan. Because, well, neither am you know I. What? He goes along to get along, and he, he, he doesn't keep his promises, and I'd prefer it not to be McCarthy. But let me ask you this, because yesterday, you know, my, my uh, uh, I guess, if you were looking at an ideal candidate, purely from the America's per- first perspective and purely from uh, a trust perspective as far as adherence to uh, the founding principles of the country and conservative values, that person would be Jim Jordan. But, but, but Jordan doesn't want the job, and Jordan has been such a firebrand with regard to exposing D.C. corruption, and now he's going to see his his zenith uh, on the Judiciary Committee. So I'm I'm moved. I've moved off of Jordan. I moved off of Jordan. Haven't moved completely on to McCarthy, but I've moved off of Jordan because I understand he's much more valuable in the other position than a Speaker of the House. What do you think? I, I agree with that, but I'd still prefer to see. I, I absolutely would like to see Jordan stay on that judicial committee, but I'd like to see some other conservative voice be speaker. Uh, I know, just you, don't trust Andy McCarthy to do what's right for the American people. You know what, Patty? You know what I think really screwed the pooch for uh, McCarthy? It was the omnibus spending bill. It was the spending bill against the will of the American people, where millions of people were calling the Capitol switchboard two weeks ago to say, no, we don't need to do this. And uh, Rhinos and and Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell uh, went all in on this and literally surrendered, surrendered after we had secured a victory, at least in the House of Representatives. And I think that really, really uh, beyond 
ticked off the American people. And I think if you replace the word McConnell with McCarthy, that's what the American people are thinking right now. They're looking at Mitch McConnell and how he is this island on his own, that he has enriched himself. He is a classic D.C. swamp dweller, and they don't want that in the House of Representatives. And that's what they're afraid of. And I think McConnell, uh, and particularly this, this appearance he's doing with, with Joe Biden today, solidified uh, in the people's minds that we cannot have these people in charge of the party who are only uh, uh, are only uh, responsive to the demands of the party in power and the people in Washington, D.C., and not the people. What do you think? I agree. And, hey, let's, let's nominate Matt Gates. Yeah, you know, I love Matt Gates too. I, I love G- Matt Gates. He certainly would turn things upside down. I'm not sure exactly what the possibility of that happening are, but I but I do appreciate his words on it. I got a little uh, audio. Thank you for the call there, Patty. I appreciate your thoughts. This is Matt Gates uh, yesterday talking about Jim Jordan on the House floor. Well, sometimes we have to do jobs that we don't really want to do, and sometimes we have to do jobs that we are called to do. And so, my colleagues, I rise to nominate the most talented, hardest working member of the Republican conference who just gave a speech with more vision than we have ever heard from the alternative, I'm nominating Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is humble. Now, um, you know, and, and I, I completely understand that. And, and Jim Jordan was my original pick. I mean, I, I like Scalise, um, I, I, and I believe that he is a principal conservative. I know that he is uh, not necessarily uh, saying from the sheet music entirely, but I, I do believe in uh, Steve Scalise, more so in Jim Jordan. His track record is impeccable. Uh, and here is some of Jim Jordan's incredible speech yesterday, which uh, not only makes me want to go, eh, you know, maybe not Speaker of the House. How about VP? to start. I think we have three objectives this Congress. Three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th Congress. First, pass the bills that fix the problems. So that's kind of an original concept, isn't it? And something they never do. In fact, the President of the United States is a metaphor for the opposite of that. Because he's been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. And all of the problems that were present in 1973 are the same or worse than they were then. Two years' time. We have went. We we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. And we need Jim Jordan to investigate all of that. I think it's incredibly important that he does. So we. We need to pass legislation to address all that. And I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to, they'll have to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago $1.7 trillion spent. We can never... What did I tell you? What did I tell you, McConnell McCarthy? That is the equivalency in the eyes of the American people. That's what McCarthy has to overcome. Ever let that kind of legislation pass again. Amen. And the American people didn't want it to pass. We... 
I'm going to tell you yesterday, as far as public speaking is concerned, Jim Jordan crystallized himself to me as one of the finest public speakers I've seen in a long damn time. The same goes for Chip Roy. We have, to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that, that, that recognize it. You know why? Because you and I have to do the same dang thing. Otherwise, we fail. We fail. The people's money, not ours. And send it to the Senate and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight, but we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And, and it better not. I, I would like to think that we are seeing the seeds sown for a new American revolution. Not a violent revolution, but a return to constitutional principles. And I know that despite the fact that the uh, Democrat leadership hasn't gotten it yet and they're still not listening to their constituents, at least members in our party are. And if you think that just approving Hakeem Jeffries as minority leader is great, even though he's an election denier and a radical leftist, realize the only reason he was voted there is because Democrats do not listen to their constituency. Before the election, 70% of the American people, both sides of the political equation, said the country was headed in the wrong direction. Right now, that hasn't changed much. Most Americans don't feel the country is moving in the right direction. If you look at the Democrat Party, they completely disregard that. They're fine with it. They made that eminently clear. But at least some people in the Republican Party are saying, I'm going to listen to the people who say not only no, but hell no to this nonsense. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. It was a historical day yesterday for the uh, transgender community. I don't know if you knew this. It's uh, it's pretty uh, pretty amazing. Yesterday, uh, the uh, Missouri actually put to death the uh, first transgendered woman in the United States ever. Uh, it's kind of uh, kind of interesting. So there was this uh, transgender murderer and child sex offender, Scott McLaughlin, who identified as Amber, decided that uh, he was going to become Amber while he was on death row, and uh, and ultimately the state of Missouri said, eh, you know, even if you identify as a woman, we're going to go ahead and put you to death because you're a murderous uh, POS. Yeah. Amber McLaughlin was convicted of stalking and killing a former girlfriend, then dumping the body near the Mississippi River in St. Louis. McLaughlin's fate was sealed earlier Tuesday when Republican Governor Mike Parsons declined a clemency post. This, of course, did not prevent Time Magazine from making her the woman of the year. I think that's uh, the, that's the case. I think that he well, this person may already be uh, in the running, if not, uh, may have been uh, already named Woman of the Year for being the first transgendered female to be uh, put to sleep, put to death in uh, the state of Missouri. Uh, th- let me tell you what this guy did. Uh, this guy stalked his ex-girlfriend, and then uh, uh, as uh, she made her way to her car, he ambushed her, forced her to the ground, sexually assaulted, then stabbed her to death, shoved her body in a car, drove to the river, and hid her in the underbrush. So, uh, bye-bye, off the planet with you. Bye-bye, bye-bye, goodbye. Yeah. Historical. It was historical. Uh, they're in the middle of the fifth uh, vote, by the way, uh, with regard to Speaker of the House. Byron Donald's got 20 votes last time. 
Hakeem Jeffries got like a hundred and something. I'm not exactly sure what that's all about, but uh, what's the the fact of the matter is is now in the fifth round, and uh, Kevin McCarthy has not been named uh, House Speaker. By the way, uh, let's go to uh, Sean in St. Louis Obispo, California. Hello there, Sean. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hi, Rob. I'm calling on behalf of both my girlfriend Sarah, who's actually on a trail right now before the storms come thundering into California, where we're supposedly in drought. Uh, and they want to start talking about snow impact. But uh, thank you for uh, taking my call because uh, we in California constantly get bagged on. We're, we're dealing with a lot of stuff here, and we're not happy either. We're, we're very frustrated. We don't want Kevin McCarthy. We literally live about an hour and a half uh, just west of Bakersfield, and Kevin McCarthy is definitely a no for us. We're not happy with uh, what Trump has said about saying just vote for him. We're not, we're not happy with that either. Okay. And uh, we want Jim Jordan first. We were hoping that Gates, Steve Scalise is something I would consider just because that might be the happy medium, but that sounds like that's not even a consideration yet. Well, no. And, and you know, uh, uh, Jordan doesn't want it either. And, and I, I got to tell you, I just think Jordan is, it's more important that Jordan be in that uh, House Judiciary Committee at this point. I really do. I really do, Sean. I think I think that we need that. That that's the that's the number one priority of business is uh, holding those accountable for the abuses and usurpations they've committed upon us using the branches of the federal government uh, for the last uh, however many years. I think that's number one. I think that is, and I, I I just I have a feeling he would be more effective in that role. Is there anybody else in your mind who who you might want to see lead the Republican Party uh, in the House? I'm really personally drawing blanks, but I know that if Sarah was able to call in, and maybe she will, maybe you'll hear Sarah from San Luis calling at some point uh, in the future, maybe even today, who knows, uh, that she would be able to give you a better. She, she's yeah. been my inspiration. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a recently turned conservative who uh, wow. was born in 96, who did vote. Um, you know, I did vote, unfortunately, for, you know, I voted for Clinton. I voted for Obama. Uh, apologetically now, uh, I, I, I now I, my eyes open. My eyes have opened, and I do see. The, I see exactly what's been happening and how we've been. I, I've been getting played for a very long time. Sean, and, how uh, do you? Why do you still live there, Sean? Why do you still live in California with all the nonsense that's going on there? We have we have great weather here. Uh, it's you know there, you, it's a give and take. You know, you live in Florida, you're going to have you're going to have different things. Uh, you have humidity. We just have perfect weather. I mean, I, I, I'll tell you, I can wear shorts and a t-shirt. Almost all year round, except for about two weeks. Even when it's raining, I'm, right now I'm wearing a shorts and shirts. I'm in between training clients. I'm a Pilates instructor in Grover Beach, which is just uh, south of San Luis Obispo, where I teach clients in uh, flexibility and fitness. I have, I'm unvaxxed, never been tested for COVID. None of it, just like you, my friend. And, uh, and, and I've never gotten COVID, and neither is Sarah. We, we're, we're, we're clean and clear. All right, Sean. I just absolutely love you. Thank you. All right, LaShawn, uh, you, you, now they're, they're expecting, what is it, uh, rain, and it's called the Pineapple Express, uh, and it's going to rain like crazy out there. And I just want to say to all of you people in California, all of you uh, elites in Hollywood who have been flying your private jets and living in giant mansions and riding in fleets of motorcades of, uh, of SUVs, you're the ones who caused this. I just want you to know that. <laughs> And I, I say it all the time. It, it, uh, we're going to need to get a boat sooner than later because maybe if you're lucky enough, California will have an earthquake where California just splits off from the rest of the United States. It would be and, nice. And all, the, all the people who love California can get their paddles and just paddle California right. wherever they Sean, want. Sean, we got we got to take a break, bro. I do appreciate it. Got a hard break coming up. It's like it, it's uh, it's the Rob Carson show. Back in a second. 
Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And it's hour number three of the Rob Carson Show as we uh, currently, I guess, are going the fifth round of voting for Speaker of the House is underway with uh, Kevin McCarthy. 34 votes, Hakeem Jeffries, 40, uh, uh, Byron Donald, 6, present, 0. Um, and that's what's going on right now as far as the uh, House of Representatives is concerned. And uh, a lot of uh, conservative supposed pundits around the country are all butthurt because, oh, my God, this is the first time it's happened in 100 years and it's so embarrassing for the Republican Party. And, uh, you know, the last thing you want to do is be, con- you know, like uh, considered embarrassing by the uh, the other side that literally every day lives to demean, destroy uh, and otherwise uh, put down uh, conservatism. So, uh, honestly, I have, I, have no, uh, I have no concern whatsoever with what uh, people like uh, Joe Scarborough have to say about uh, the sausage making that's going on right now in our House of Representatives. By the way, San Francisco is bracing for a catastrophic storm that meteorologists say will be the most impactful he's ever seen. With a loss, uh, likely loss of life and power outages. Now, of course, I'm not meaning to uh, make light of this, but California is going to experience... A threat of heavy rain, high winds, feet of snow in the Sierra region, which would, should make for some pretty amazing skiing. And I just want to uh, put this at the feet of those who uh, uh, fly in private jets in California and live in oceanfront uh, mansions with massive carbon footprints. Uh, Kim Kardashian, uh, all of these people in in California, all of these politicians, all of these uh, major players in Hollywood who fly in private jets, I place this at your feet. You are the reason. You have caused this climate change. If you are going to be down with this uh, man-made climate change thingy, when it comes to California... You have to lay this at the feet of people like Kim Kardashian and Kanye or Yee or Yik, whatever the hell his name is this week, or whoever. You you have to blame them for it because you driving your little uh, you know Chevy Cavalier or whatever the hell you got, uh, you don't make it, it, not a hill of beans compared to a private jet. What was it? it was it uh, what was it, one of the Kardashians? Was it Courtney or whatever? The you know the internet skanks. That's what they do for a living. Oh, I know it's so harsh. Oh yeah, you know Kim Kardashian makes billions of dollars by uh, shaking her butt on camera. That she has no ability whatsoever as uh, any talent inherent whatsoever, and uh, she's somehow a hero in this. It really is. But anyway, what is her sister? The other internet skank. Uh, she and her boyfriend once I think raced private jets. Just for bleeps and giggles. Just it was like it was like, oh, you take this Uber, I'll take this Uber, and we'll see who gets there. But we'll, we'll just make a massive carbon footprint and fly our private jets while they want you to live in uh, small, uh, tiny houses and drive unsafe, crappy cars. So this is the fault of the uh, of the left in this country, uh, of the Hollywood elites who have brought this upon the state of California by creating what is called the Pineapple Express. Has nothing to do with uh, weed. Like the movie that came out a while back, about, what, 15 years ago? So it is an impactful system on a widespread scale. Yesterday, I got a, I got a, uh, a little uh, video from my sister. My sister lives in uh, Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And uh, she said that there was uh, 12 inches of snow fell in Sioux Falls. And uh, the, only in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, would the weathercasters say there's 12 inches and there's really 20. 
Because they're like, ah, hey, just 12 inches of snow. Go bowling. It's no big deal. It's really, oh, uh, yeah. Pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. Hey, Corinne Jean-Pierre. She made it back to the uh, the microphone yesterday. She is now uh, Jen Saki. I get a lot of people, they'll say, oh, you don't, you know, we miss having Jen Saki as the White House spokes uh, ginger because they love the hot Saki updates I used to be uh, do on the, uh, on the TV show and the radio show. But Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, she is America's mousy Marxist. Uh, she, is a, she makes lying into an art, although she doesn't do it very well because you can see through it. Pretty, pretty convincingly. It's pretty easy to detect. She's defending the indefensible. Uh, and here she is yesterday talking about uh, avoiding questions, dodging questions about the obvious, which is Hunter Biden and Joe Biden uh, abject corruption that is coming to light as uh, the Twitter files and the FBI is exposed for their corruption. Another topic with the new uh, Republican majority coming in. The House Oversight Committee is laying out their new investigations. And they claim to have evidence that Joe Biden lied to the American people about his involvement in his family's business schemes. Yeah, and the FBI has known about that since about 2019. Every bit of it. And it's been confirmed by, uh, among others, CBS. Did he? So, look, um, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Are you going to be clear this time? Because she always says, what if she's teeing up a lie? She says, we've been very clear about this, and they've never been clear about anything. Uh, House Republicans promised that fighting inflation during the midterms was going to be their number one priority. Oh, wait a minute. I thought the Inflation Reduction Act was going to end that altogether. Or maybe it had nothing to do with inflation. That's what they said was important to them, and that's what they said that they wanted to do. That's called being passive-aggressive. But instead, uh, what they're doing is uh, wanting to do an investigation on the president and his family. That is their focus. They don't want to focus. Yeah, because the president and his family are uh, corrupt beyond belief, and the the evidence has become overwhelming. On the American people and their family, uh, they want to focus... And more than 60% of the American people want to see an investigation of the Biden family and the FBI's involvement in shutting down uh, any any knowledge of the Hunter Biden laptop and throwing elections in the process. Political division. They want to p- focus on uh, something that the American people do not want to oh, see. No, 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 no. The polls say just the opposite. Nice try. See, as we saw uh, from the midterm elections. Look. I'm, I'm not going to... Here she is talking about, uh, if you talk about the uh, the southern border being breached, you're somehow helping America's enemies. Listen to this. Roughly 7,000 migrants crossing every day illegally. Does the White House believe the border is secure? Look, I've told you what we have done. What now, we- wait a minute. You just said the border was secure like two weeks ago. We have made this a priority. Uh, uh, which, of course, is just patently absurd. And honestly, if, if you if you still want to deny that the border is not completely open, then I have no time to talk to you about this. To make sure... Are they working? Uh, to make sure that there's border security measures. Look, what, what, what border security measures? Look, here's the thing, Peter. The president has taken historic actions, right? That- uh, well, his actions are historic, and his lack of action is what's truly historic. No other president has been able to do. When you think about the 23,000 agents uh, that we, he has been able, uh, we have been able to put out there to deal with uh, the issue that we're seeing at the border. What the hell is she talking about? And that is something that he did without a lot of Republican support. Right. Make sure that what, what is what has he accomplished? Five million people pouring across the border, border cities overrun completely. 
What the hell are you talking about? We are dealing with a real issue. When you think about uh, the smugglers, really putting a plan in place that we deal with the smugglers, right? And we have to be very careful here, Peter, on how we talk about this. Because if we talk about it in a way that is misinformation, then it helps the smugglers. And so these are... If you talk about an open border, you are helping the smugglers. We have got to put adults in charge. I mean, my God in heaven. Unreal. There's a headline from the, uh, the um, what is this? The uh, Daily Mail. The Daily Mail. I love the Daily Mail. I open up the Daily Mail every day. It's like Christmas. It's, 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 it's so glorious. I mean, it's very left of center sometimes, but a lot of times their coverage of stuff is better than anything in the American media. And plus, over on the side, you got uh, all sorts of uh, bikinis and, and beefcake shots over to keep you entertained. I don't know. It's just a tabloid. I love it. God bless it. I love it. White House claims talking about the border too much could help smugglers. That's what she says. And New York Mayor Eric Adams calls the policies a national embarrassment. I'm going to have to agree on that. I'm going to have to agree on that. All right. Oh, let's go to uh, let's go to Chris in Fort Worth. Haven't heard from Chris since uh, last year, oddly enough. Chris, welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? How's it going, my man, Rob? It's Chris in Fort Worth. The weather's sunny, <laughs> a little chilly at Maricopa County. Is really killing me. Yeah, I know. But, uh, hey. Uh, I refuse. I'm not going to recognize Katie Hobbs as the freaking governor of Arizona. No, I don't think that I matters a hill of beans. I don't. Did you see she's already dismantling the border? They're already taking down. I know. The, all of the containers down there. You know what? I, I want the. And by the way, I, apparently Carrie Lake is going to be able to jump right to the uh, states, uh, the state Supreme Court with her case. Um, this God, isn't over. Yeah. I don't care what a bloody judge says about it. I don't care what one judge says about it. If you think that one judge settles the argument of the election uh, impropriety, then you surely should be happy that the Supreme Court settled Roe v. Wade. Move on, right? Yep, I okay. agree. And you know. I, just uh, God bless Carrie Lake. Uh, she's my governor. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a Texan, so I can't vote for. Her, but I, I, I want her to be the governor. But let's talk about your staff. Your staff is really cool because they know I listen to your podcast. And they, I, I, I always hear yesterday, so I got to what your subject is. And now it's McCarthy. Now I, I don't mind if McCarthy becomes Speaker of the House. I would rather Jim Jordan be. Um, honestly, yeah, I know. You notice. The Democrats all are all in lockstep for Hakeem Jeffries. Of course they're going to be. But we got to find out who it's going to be, uh, Jim Jordan or McCarthy, one of the two, and settle this. Why are we keep on? Why do we keep on cutting our throats? Chris, they're doing it now, dude. They're on vote number five. You think it needs to be settled on the first vote? Are you kidding? No, man, no, we're, I, we're hashing it out. We're making the sausage in public. We're giving Kevin McCarthy a long overdue colonoscopy, dude. I love it. Yeah. I think it's wonderful. Well, I just don't want Hakeem Jeffries to have a chance, and that no. guy's a Democrat. I know. I mean, it scares the crap out of me. Well, I know. Let me, I, you, uh, me too. Let me tell you one thing real quick about Fort Worth. You know, Fort Worth is the 13th largest city in the United States. Yeah. We're the largest conservative or Republican-run city in the state. Oh, yeah. All the other large cities in the state are all deep blue radical. Yeah. I still have a bastion here in Tarrant County in Fort Worth. I love it. And we're getting threatened right now, big time. And this invasion on the border, it's coming to Fort Worth. I know. 
And, and I, I'm like, what? Why are we Republicans cutting ourselves to the throat? I'm not a Republican. I'm a conservative. I'm a constitutional conservative. But I, I, I'm forced to vote Republican because the Republicans have a little more common sense. Yeah. And I only vote for the people I like. I yeah. can't stand Gornin. I can't stand King K. Granger. I'll never vote for them again ever. But I'm, I'm fed up. And uh, I'm worried about our nation. I love this guy. I, I understand where I you're coming know. from with concern about Jeffries, the possibility of Jeffries becoming the speaker, however right. unlikely that is. Uh, but but realize that right now there are 20 people, 20 conservatives who are the firewall, 20 conservatives who are the first yeah. conservatives in 100 like years. In, in 100 years. No, no, they're the, they're the new Taliban. The Taliban 20 oh, the is what Taliban. people are. Which, uh, that's what they're calling. They call them the Taliban 20 because they're so freaked out and terrified by them. I love it. But they're the firewall. They're the history makers. They're the ones who stopped this rubber stamping of a House speaker that has gone on for 100 years. This is historical. Don't try to relegate them. This is historical. It's unprecedented and it's awesome. Uh, And we can only hope and pray that uh, ultimately uh, it will seat a speaker of the House who A, wants the job and B, will listen to the damned American people for the first time in at least 100 years. Got to take a break, my friend. Appreciate your call, Chris. Let's take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. The swamp feasts while we're expected to dine on the crumbs. To those who strove to deter us from our responsibility, you have failed. Time to send those crumb suckers home. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know, we have two historical uh, events happening today for different reasons. Uh, we know that uh, for the first time in 100 years, a House Speaker uh, has not been elected on the first vote. That's been 100 years. We're in uh, vote number five right now going. Uh, right now, uh, Kevin McCarthy leads Hakeem Jeffries 137-135 with Byron Donalds at 13, and President has zero. Uh, I'm kind of leaning toward president this time, to be quite kind of leaning toward the president. The other thing is that uh, uh, the... the uh, the reason why Kevin McCarthy is uh, is going through this right now is because of a man named uh, Mitch McConnell. And uh, oddly enough, he's the longest-serving uh, member in the Senate leadership in the history of the country. And the reason why uh, people are voting against Kevin McCarthy is because just that. This is new from Jim Gossett. Senator Mitch McConnell makes history today as the longest-serving party leader in either party in the U.S. Senate in American history. It's a Mitch world where I betray my party, but I stay in power anyway. I control all of the campaign money. I control all of the campaign money. Don't you know? Don't you know? Priceless. But Blake Masters and Oz could have used my help, Herschel, too. <laughs> you know it's so true. Come election time, they didn't get a dime. Yeah, I know it's a crime. Come on, it's a But it's a Mitch world. Mitch world. When you're owned by China and you do their bidding every day. Mitch world. I can rely on the Chinese money. I can rely on the Chinese money. It's a Mitch world. Mitch world. When you screw your party and you stay their leader anyway. Rich girl. I can rely on the rhinos, honey. I can rely on the rhinos. Oh, that is fantastic. That's <laughs> brand new. 
from uh, from Jim Gossett. Uh, by the way, he has a uh, that I'm going to tell you that is that my friends is a hit. I should do. Let me do my Casey Kasem. Hold on. And now back to the countdown. Uh, that was that, not too good, but anyway, uh, that that's a classic. If you want to go see Jim, he's gonna he's got a show. I believe it's January the fourteenth in uh, in Atlanta. And just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. That's two S's and two T's. Jimgossettcomedy.com. Uh, if you want to see him live, he sold out his last show in December. It was huge. Uh, if you want to see this one coming up, and then as the as the year progresses, it's going to get bigger, and hopefully, I'll get on stage with him. But just go to jimgossettcomedy.com. Two S's and two T's and get uh, details on that live show. Let's go to Frank in one of my favorite places that I've got to get back sometime soon, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Frank, welcome to the show, man. What's going on today? Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Glorious, bud. So, so I, as the last caller said, I think what's happening here is a lot of people are be- and conservatives are becoming frustrated with their own Republican leadership. Of course. I understand this is a colonoscopy of, of uh, Mr. McCarthy here, but it is also becoming embarrassing to the Republican Party that we can't pick a leader. I don't and care, there is a, uh, Frank. I don't care about. I don't care about embarrassment. Who care? Who says it's embarrassing for them not to just rubber stamp Kevin McCarthy? Well, I, I'm trying to understand well, this, Frank. Well, we we elected these guys to pick a speaker, and on day one begin work. Democrats are always united. Republicans are always divided. They always screw everything up. Frank, they Frank, always- Frank, do you know what's dividing us? Do you, but, but what is dividing us, Frank? What's dividing us is people who go to Washington, D.C., uh, immediately sequester themselves from the voters and work against the will of the American people. That's what's dividing us. 20 people saying no rubber stamp for Kevin McCarthy, no rubber stamp for uh, what the GOP decides that the American people want. Okay? So that's where the, as far as, the, as far as the, the thing that unites the Democrat Party is their tone deafness to their constituents. All they care about is putting someone in power and continuing their lurch leftward. Go ahead. Was President Trump your president? Mm-hmm. Did yes. he do a good job? Yes, go ahead. Okay, President Trump has stated that they should put McCarthy in. So we're also saying that President Trump is wrong about that. No, I wouldn't say that. Do, I, do you agree with everything that Donald Trump said? Does anybody uh, agree wholeheartedly? I, mean, I, don't have a, I don't have a Donald Trump shrine. No, I don't no, have a camel to lie in. In fact, that's what I'm talking about Republicans in general. Uh, you know, we, we elected the governor in Florida again, and on day one, Trump's trashing him. I wasn't real happy about that. Yeah. I think we should have celebrated that huge victory. Well, I, I, I understand what you're coming. So, no, I don't agree with President Trump on everything. And, and, yeah. I, and that's true with any politician. Yeah. But I do agree with him on this. I think we need to take... McCarthy, even though he's probably not the greatest pick and he's made his his issues and his statements, but send Nancy back to horrible California right. hacking. All right, Frank, I got to run. I got to run. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, his uh, endorsement is meaningful, but it's not the end of the game for me. More on this coming up. This is the Rob Carson Show. If you're down with trigger warnings, you might want to listen to something else. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is a Rob Carson Show, um, and uh, obviously we are in the middle of another vote 
For Speaker of the House right now, uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, 182, Hakeem Jeffries, 203, uh, Byron Donalds, 19. We will see. This is the fifth round of voting. We are witnessing the sausage being made finally. It took 100 years for us to get here. I'm enjoying it. I, I mean, you know, and I'm not even a political geek or anything. I just, I'm kind of enjoying this. It's kind of nice to know that you're just not rubber stamping a Speaker of the House with so many people question whether or not he is a constitutional conservative and whether he will actually listen to the American people. And this is on the heels of this debacle, which is the $1.7 trillion uh, uh, massive spending bill that was just passed against the American people, the will of the American people last week. So that really, really precipitated what is happening today. And I, for one, am am grateful for that. Brianna Lyman is on the uh, Newsmax hotline now. She was the uh, host of the Facts on the uh, Daily caller she is uh, a daily caller something i check out every single day and brianna joins us hello brianna how are you today i'm doing well how are you i am glorious i'm kind of enjoying watching the sausage being made in uh, in uh, the house today and yesterday what are your impressions of what are what's happening right now with regard to uh, electing a speaker of the house i think it's about damn time that some republicans finally got a backbone yes. and are willing yes. to stand up to establishment republicans let me ask you this, because uh, somebody had just expressed concern about Hakeem Jeffries becoming the speaker. I- I'm trying to understand if and how this could happen. Uh, I'm sure that uh, there are some rhino Republicans who would almost like to see it happen, because if they can't get Kevin McCarthy, they would just as soon see the whole country go to hell in a handbasket. Uh, what do you what do you uh, know about this, or, or are you uh, familiar with the process and, and the possibilities? Um, I've heard some speculation, but I will say I, I don't believe that Hakeem Jeffries or any Democrat, for that matter, will be elected Speaker of the House. And, uh, you know, I think what a lot of people are misunderstanding when it comes to Kevin McCarthy is that it doesn't have to obviously it doesn't have to be from the Republican Party. This is supposed to be representative of the House, not of the party. But there are just not enough votes. And even the most rhino of rhino Republicans are not going to let a Democrat take the speakership role. I will say it is time for these Republicans who are backing Kevin McCarthy, though. I mean, we're going on to our fifth. We're on our fifth vote now. We're going to head to a sixth. You can't let this continue to go on. And, you know, 100 years ago, I believe it took nine rounds of voting just to elect the speaker. We can't have that anymore. We know Kevin McCarthy isn't popular. So why are we wasting our time? Let me ask you this, because I had someone just call a few minutes ago, Frank in Gettysburg, and he said, well, Donald Trump gave him the thumbs up. Why don't you bring him the, give him the thumbs up? And, and I have never been a rubber stamp for everything that Donald Trump wants. And if you are, I mean, I, I would venture to say most Trump supporters are not just, oh, oh Trump says it, I believe it. That sort of nonsense. D- does it uh, help a little, uh, possibly, knowing that Donald Trump is uh, a presidential candidate right now? knowing and hoping that uh, he could be the president in 2024, so essentially kind of getting his uh, ducks in a row as far as being able to get things accomplished. Uh, What do you think about Trump's endorsement? Uh, Because he was kind of backing away, kind of quiet about it. Now he's giving a full-throated, what appears to be a full-throated endorsement of Kevin McCarthy today. You know, two things on this. I think it's interesting because Donald Trump is somebody who has consistently buffed, you know, the, the rhinos, the Republican Party, and has been an outsider so it was interesting for me to see this man clearly seeing that Kevin McCarthy does not have the support, throwing his support behind McCarthy and then encouraging other Republicans to essentially abandon their principles, people like Matt Gates, Lauren Boebert, to abandon what they believe in 
just to vote for an establishment Republican. So I was a little disappointed, uh, but Donald Trump has every right to do it. And I'm not sure if you caught, but Lauren Boebert, about a half hour ago, she gave a very uh, impassioned speech on the House floor. And she said, right to Donald Trump, she said, you made a mistake. She said, you need to tell Kevin McCarthy you do not have enough votes and step aside. And I respect her for being able to speak to the president that way. I know a lot of people are scared to talk back to Trump. But I think she makes a great point. He made a mistake. So who do you want to have be the Speaker of the House? I would love to see Jim Jordan. I know he doesn't want the job. I assume he won't get it. But I think he'd do a great job. But don't you think that he is more valuable in his position on the Judiciary Committee uh, with the ongoing investigations and really uh, the first-time investigations of uh, of true uh, corruption in the deep state and big social media with regard to election engineering, electioneering, and censorship of speech? Do you feel that he'd be a little more valuable there? Absolutely, and you're 100% right. And that's why I, I believe that's probably why Jim Jordan, for instance, wouldn't want to take that role. I think another person, you know, we obviously know the Speaker of the House doesn't necessarily have to be uh, in the House. Trey Gowdy, bring that yeah. man back. I, everybody loves Trey Gowdy. That is a man who is principled, a man who has done a great job. He was hard on Hillary Clinton. That'd be a great option. But if we have to stick to who is currently in the House right now, I Byron Donalds. I mean, he's been getting some votes recently. Lauren Bober just nominated him. And I, I like Byron Donalds. I've interviewed him before. He's a great guy. I think he's done a lot of good work. And he does bring that new, fresh flavor to the Republican Party, where he's not a re- an establishment Republican. Um, he doesn't have, you know, stuff that you can go back and be like, oh, look what he did. That's so bad. He has a good track record. Why do you suppose that uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, normally she's the outsider. Normally she is the... Uh, uh, you know, the person who uh, is very anti-establishment. And she has been kind of, uh, uh, I mean, she is completely down with Kevin McCarthy becoming the speaker. And then you've got somebody like Byron uh, Donalds who's been in office, I think, even less, no, the same amount of time as MTG. And he has not uh, strayed from his orthodoxy with regard to conservatism. Why do you suppose that she has, uh, you know, you'd expect her to tow the Matt Gates. Uh, end of the uh, you know political spectrum, rather than saying let's just make McCarthy the speaker. Why do you, do you have any idea why that is? I would say she probably wants to make sure she gets some good committees, uh, some good positioning, and I think that if she backs Kevin McCarthy, she's kind of hoping. Because keep in mind, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, they've been kept at arm's length distance from your typical Republicans. Um, And, you know, Matt Gates is a man of principle. He stands by what he believes. And so he's not really concerned whether or not I believe if he gets put on a, you know, his top committee choice. Right. He's beholden to his voters. And that's how he's going to conduct himself. I think Marjorie Taylor Greene, she obviously catches a lot more slack uh, than uh, Matt Gates and other Republicans who are, you know, part of maybe like the outside minority group. So maybe she's hoping that Kevin McCarthy's going to say, oh, thank you so much. And put on a committee so that her voters maybe will have something to look for when they want to vote for her again. It's kind of interesting. Um, what sort of, if if Kevin McCarthy was going to become the Speaker of the House, what sort of concessions would you like to see him make that would maybe uh, make you and me begin to feel like he will listen to us, uh, you know, in the face of this this uh, debacle of a uh, of a uh, omnibus spending bill passed against the will of the American people last week? What do you think Kevin McCarthy could do to make us believe uh, that he has our best interests at heart? 
Yeah, and you know, if you look at the plans that he's released, uh, what he wants to go over, he wants to go after some really big talking points for Republicans, the Hunter Biden laptop, China, COVID, all that good stuff. Uh, I do think that going after January 6th, releasing those tapes would be a really good move on his part to, one, just show what a sham that entire trial has been by the Democrats, show what a waste of money it has been for taxpayers. Uh, But also it does appeal to a lot of voters who believe that, you know, January 6th is blown out of proportion, that we've wasted so much time and money rehashing it. So maybe that's something that could work. It might even be able to win him over some of those, you know, 20 some odd Republican colleagues who their voters want to see that happen. Yeah, I uh, I saw Tucker talk, talking about that last night, and that's one of the uh, concessions that he thought would be uh, incredibly important. And I agree. I agree 100%. Kevin McCarthy is going to have to uh, make some sort of commitment that uh, he will address the abuses and usurpations of the Justice Department, the DHS, the HHS, all of these agencies who have uh, restricted free speech, uh, all of these agencies who have collaborated to shut down free speech and electioneer, I might add. Uh, I think this is very... Very, very important, to be quite honest, Brianna. Um, it, it, and I, I'm still not there on Kevin McCarthy. Uh, you know, I'm not there yet either. Uh, I need to see this in writing. I need to have assurances. Uh, Donald Trump saying that, you know, that he supports him doesn't hurt, but it doesn't make me go, okay, all in and all done. Kevin McCarthy is the next speaker. I don't, I, I, I don't know. But I, I am enjoying the process, uh, Brianna. Um, so you think it's going to go to, uh, obviously we're going to go, it's 212, 201, Jeffries, McCarthy, Donalds has 20, present voted one, by the way. Uh, and it says McCarthy loses fifth vote, so we're going on to a sixth vote. Um, Donald's still at 20. I guess he gained a vote. So it looks like people have kind of abandoned the possibility of Jim Jordan being the speaker. I don't know. Maybe moving toward Donald's, do you suppose that's, that's what it is? People are going, you know, you're right, maybe Jim Jordan, you know, he doesn't want the job and he might be more effective elsewhere. Do you think that's what's happening here? Well, I think the good thing for Republicans is there is no shortage of possible contenders who would do a great job. Uh, you know, Jim Jordan, Byron Donald's, I'm sure we could come up with a new one tomorrow. But I do think that Byron, he's not come out and said, I don't want the position. So perhaps the Republicans think that if they kind of coalesce around someone who's willing to take the job, and doesn't mind being nominated against Kevin McCarthy, and that's their their thing here. But listen, Kevin McCarthy cannot let this go. He and how many votes is he going to let this go? Do I think that by the end of the day, you know, Democrats right now are refusing to uh, come together and say let's adjourn this and let the Republicans go have talks? Um, I do think by the end of the day, Kevin McCarthy needs to put his party and his politics aside and put the American people first and say, you know what? I don't have enough votes. I'm not going to keep wasting time for this show business uh, voting process when there are other Republicans that Kevin McCarthy could come out and say, you know what, I'm going to throw my support behind Byron Donalds because all the other Republicans are going to follow suit. They just want to vote with Kevin McCarthy in because it looks good. It looks like they're all we're going to get the good committee hearings. Then they can do that for any other person that gets nominated and gets supported by McCarthy. So he has a big decision to make by the end of the day. You know, I uh, brought up this earlier this morning, and that is that, uh, uh, you know, the Democrats uh, unanimously approved Hakeem Jeffries because um, uh, they probably uh, checked a couple of boxes because they support a lurch left uh, of the country, um, and and they are no longer listening to their constituents. And and I, while there is a great deal, obviously, of uh, radical leftism involved in the Democrat Party, I know that before the election, at least 70% of Americans felt the country was going in the wrong direction. So what this says to me is that the Democrat Party are still voting 
for uh, someone to protect their own interests in Washington, D.C. into a speaker position, whereas the Republicans are going, you know what, enough of the same old, same old, we're not just going to rubber stamp somebody. So to me, it seems like the uh, the Democrat Party, uh, they are completely tone deaf to the concerns of their constituents uh, and the Republican Party. These 20 people who are voting right now against Kevin McCarthy appear to be the the true representation of the American people in Congress, which we haven't seen for a very long time. Yeah, I agree. And, and, you know, Matt Gates kind of pretty much put it perfectly. This can't be a coronation. Kevin McCarthy just doesn't get to have the role because he was minority leader, because he was minority leader that cost Republicans, in part, the 2022 midterms. A lot of people want to throw it on Trump. But just remember, it was Kevin McCarthy who is in a leadership position, not Donald Trump right now. So I, I think these 20 Republicans see that. They see he's been ineffective. He is just a talking head. He is grouped in with the rhinos and rightfully so in a lot of capacities. And they're doing, like you said, what Democrats are not failing to understand. Democrats right now are calling them rebels. Uh, this is it's a chaos caucus. It's not a chaos caucus. That is what they were elected to do. They're supposed to use their votes on behalf of their constituents, not on behalf of the Republican Party. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. I, I love this process. I, I love the fact that we are uh, witnessing history, and uh, it's been too long coming. Uh, Brianna, I greatly appreciate you joining me today. Uh, where can people find you, hear you, and whatnot, connect with you on uh, on social media? Well, folks, obviously, always tune into Newsmax because yes. I'm on there quite often. Yes. Um, but on Twitter, you can follow me on Brianna Lyman, too. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Brianna.Lyman, or you can head to the Daily Callers page, and I am right on there. All right. Well, I hope we can talk again soon. I'm going to go make some popcorn after the show and watch this the rest of the <laughs> afternoon. Have a glorious day and a blessed new year. We'll have you on again soon. Uh, this is The Rob Carson Show. If you live in this country and aren't down with freedom of speech, maybe you should move down to Cuba. It's The Rob Carson Show. I didn't get a chance to watch this in real time, but Lauren, Lauren Boebert said that Trump called these uh, the Taliban 20, <laughs> these uh, conservatives who uh, don't want Kevin McCarthy as the speaker, uh, called him and said, knock this off, vote for McCarthy. Here's what she had to say. Let's stop with the campaign smears and tactics to get people to turn against us, even having my favorite president call us and tell us we need to knock this off. I think it actually needs to be reversed. The president needs to tell Kevin McCarthy that... Sir, you do not have the votes, and it's time to withdraw. Wow. Lauren Boebert now uh, trending on Twitter, which means that all of the, uh, all of the, it, it, whenever you trend on Twitter, it means that they're, they're teeing you up to get destroyed by a bunch of internet trolls. That's what it means. There's nothing positive about trending on Twitter. All they're doing is teeing you up to become a target. You're thinking, hey, I'm trending on Twitter. No, no, no. It's just, it's just teeing you up for the internet trolls to destroy you. Cause whenever you go to the trending topics, then it, uh, and it becomes just a bleep show. It, it really, it's ugly. It's always, leftist is always ugly so don't uh, don't think that because something is trending that's a positive thing all they're doing is trying to make a target out of you it's just um ridiculous uh let me see here uh no, no i'm looking again, a lot of things are developing as the show uh, progresses here and it, it's hard for me to keep up with all of it despite you know tv monitors on in every uh, in every direction and all of that stuff and just trying to you know, keep up uh, with with everything. Um, but but apparently, uh, uh, the fifth fifth vote is uh, is down. Um, whether or not McCarthy decides he's going to uh, step down and let somebody else become the uh, the speaker is you know in question. I don't know. I, I don't know if he has the. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if his ego will stand in the way. 
I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not sure. I really, I don't know. This is, be gentle, it's my first time. Okay, I've never. We, I don't think any of us, other than Joe Biden, have been alive a hundred years ago. The last time that this happened, it's it's kind of strange. You know, I need to. Pl- I think I need to play this one more time before I uh, before I go. Uh, this is Jim Gossett about Kevin. Would you vote for him if his name wasn't Kevin? His website is newsmakerline.com, by the way. Why not vote for Jim? Not jimgossettcomedy.com. I was wrong. He took that down. Jordan's better than Kevin. Mm-hmm. Kept through the right of His past he kept his soul. He's a That's Kevin. Do, 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 do. Dems went with her keen. An election denier. He's their Marxist stream. A pathological liar. <laughs> <laughs> a process run Be careful with this rhyme here, Jim. I guess it's just our luck. Or he's a schmuck. But we might, might be stuck with Kevin. Well, like I said... I think it's wonderful. I think it's historic. I think it's uh, it's glorious that we're not just rubber stamping. And this is a victory for you. This is how we're winning, guys. I told you this. This is how we're winning. You know, we can't depend on the elections. To be quite honest, we can't depend on the election. We, we haven't been able to depend on our, our elected representatives. But we're winning. Uh, you know, there are companies that are going bankrupt because we said, you know, we're done with this woke crap. We're done with it. Disney is going down the tubes. Uh, Facebook down the tubes. Uh, Twitter been saved, fortunately. And by the way, I am a I'm a paying member of Twitter. You know why? Because I support Elon Musk 100%. Do I know what a blue check does for me? Oh hell, I don't even care. But I want to support Elon Musk because what he's doing is historical. And this year, I think this is a great way to start a really, really historical year for the direction of the country. Think about that for a while. All right, let's take a break and come back, wrap things up. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show today. I greatly appreciate you joining me. Jim Gossett's website has changed. It is at NewsmakerLine.com, NewsmakerLine.com. If you want to go see his live show coming up this month in Atlanta, NewsmakerLine.com. God bless you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. Until then, do not catch the stupid. See you then.